joy to the hearts of Christians. So thank you for coming and being part of, of this service this evening. Before we get into the baptismal service, we're going to receive into our membership here at Myerstown, Andrew and Marie Weaver. Been a Three, five to six says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I'm thankful that Christ is unchanging and that he will be with me no matter what. I accepted Christ as my savior when I was 10 years old and I went through instruction class and was actually baptized by my father-in-law when I was nearly 13 years old. Since then, I've made mistakes and needed Christ's forgiveness and he is faithful and always ready there to forgive me when I ask. My prayer is that I would continue to grow in his grace and knowledge. Good evening. Well, first of all, I'd like to, um, I appreciate this church here and the fellowship that's here and my friend. Philippians 4, 7. Actually, that's the wrong verse. I'm going to read the other one. I have two verses. I'm going to read the other one. Psalms 86, 5. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive. And plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon thee. So I had points in my life where I walked away from God. made a lot of the foolish decisions and makes a lot of mess. This verse has been very real to me. He's ready to forgive plenteous and mercy when we call upon him. And the, the other side of that is when we call upon him. It's Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So I'm just very thankful for a merciful God and the peace that he gives. Thank you. And uh, probably it's not real often you, you guys get called by your full name. But I'm, I'm going to do that this evening, just in the introduction. Uh, we have the, the two boys this evening are from Waterworks Congregation, and then the, the girls are from the Myerstown Congregation. And from Waterworks is Alexander Dale Seibel. It's Gerald and Joanne Seibel's son. And Hans Andrew Weaver, Jim and Joyce's son. Sierra Marie Weaver, Andrew and Marie Weaver's daughter and Faith Chantel Sensenik, Leon and Mary's daughter. Brother Zachary is going to, Zach Weaver is going to have the message tonight. And following the message for the baptism, I'm just going to walk through that a little bit so you understand how we're going to do it. Uh, each one of them is, each one of the, in the class is going to come and share their personal testimony. And uh, their, one of their parents or else both of them are going to come and also wish their blessing on them and have a few words to say about them. And then they're going to do their baptismal vows 
And after that, they're going to kneel for water baptism. The, the two boys from Waterworks, Steve uh, Musser is going to be helping me with that, pouring the water. And when we get to the young ladies from Myerstown, Drew Sensnick's going to help me, the deacon here, help me uh, do the pouring of the water. After each one of, them, one of them is baptized and they sit down, we're going to do it uh, individually. After they sit down, uh, Eddie is all prepared to lead a verse of their favorite song. And so we're going to close each baptism with a verse of a favorite song that they have chosen. And then following that, we're all going to kneel together for a prayer of dedication. And Brother Jim Weaver's going to lead in that. So enjoy the, the message and uh, pay attention to what Brother Zach has for each one of us this evening. Zachary, if you come forward and have a prayer with you. Let's stand as a congregation while we pray. This I thank you for this blessing that is ours tonight to be together for this joyous occasion. And I just pray for each one of these young people who will be baptized this evening. I ask that this would be a special moment in their lives, a, a time of, uh, of publicly confessing their love and devotion commitment to you. Bless Brother Zachary. He's pre prepared a message, and I just ask that you would anoint him Give him clarity of thought, give him boldness, give him a love for your people as he shares with us tonight. Help us to look beyond Brother Zachary and to see you this evening and to hear from, from you and from your word and for each one of us to personally apply it to our lives. We thank you for what you are about to do. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Bless you, brother. Good evening. It is a pleasure and a joy to be here this evening. You got a text the other day announcing the arrival of another baby to Philip, Indiana. And it's a joyful occasion. Maybe we should ask Ray and Sue how much they want to be over there celebrating with them. But uh, I'm sure you moms can relate being in another country, having a baby, the stress that may come with that, but the baby has come and seems to be doing well. It is a joyful experience. I had to think of that text as it came through. That is right what we are celebrating tonight, and it's joyful. Yes, you guys are babies. That's okay. It's awesome. This is an exciting service that we are gathered here tonight. And there are friends and family sitting behind you guys, Alex, Hans, Sierra, Faith, that wouldn't normally be here, but they're here because they care about you. And that's special. This is exciting. I was excited coming up to this service a couple weeks ago. I was talking to a brother about baptism, and I got excited about the message tonight. I'm sure you're a little nervous. In a couple minutes, you get to stand up here and share a little bit of your testimony, but we are all excited to hear how God's been working in your life. So, in just a couple minutes, you'll get your chance. But why are we here? We're here for the baptism. Why baptism? As my daughter would say. My daughter is in the questioning stage of why. <laughs> why this? Why that? And sometimes it can get frustrating, but I've come to the point where I answer as far as I can and I say, that's all I know. 
you have to ask God one day. But why? I said, because Daddy doesn't know anything. God knows the rest. Tonight, we are here to witness a baptism. And I trust that we have studied why we do it. But there is a miracle behind it that we don't fully understand, but God does. And I want us to grasp a little bit and see a little bit of that miracle that is happening tonight. God works in mysterious ways. Looking back, can you remember that time you went to your parents or somebody and said, I want to become a Christian? Maybe I should ask that to all of us. As we think back to that moment, I think memories come flooding back. When we made that statement, when we went to the, our parents, whoever it was, and said, I want to become a Christian. And as we think back to those moments, God was moving in that. It was nothing we did, but it was God calling us. And right then and there, a miracle starts. And that is so neat to see. Tonight, we're going to another story. And it's a continuation of the story of where we were on Sunday. So if you wish, you can turn there to Acts 8. Acts chapter 8, we have Philip. And tonight, I want us to see the story of Philip and the eunuch. So we can rejoice in a Christian's new birth. I want us to see this story and pull some things out of it. And I want us to come away from it rejoicing to see a Christian's new birth. A little background of the story of Philip before we dive in. If you turn a couple chapters back, we have the story of Stephen, which we looked at on Sunday. And we looked at how Stephen was a servant. And he was called to stand up and preach truth. And for that truth, he was martyred. And we saw some characteristics of a servant. Philip was a man who was called along with Stephen to the role of serving the church. So this is where Philip comes in in chapter 8. We have saw, uh, sorry, Stephen was martyred and buried. We had Saul standing on, watching on. Philip then, in chapter 8, in verse 4, he goes and preaches in all Samaria. And he goes into the cities and he comes across Simon the sorcerer. If you read that, Simon the sorcerer is converted. A miracle. And we go down through chapter 8 and verse 25, he heads back to Jerusalem. Verse 26 is where we're going to jump in on the story of Philip and the eunuch. So Philip is ministering in the cities. That's where he came from, the urban areas. And the angel of the Lord comes to Philip and he says, hey, Philip, I want you to go south. Go out of Jerusalem and go head towards Gaza. It's in the middle of the desert. Just, just go down that way. Now, Philip had just come out of the cities, witnessing and serving there. That's where the people were. And now the angel is telling him to go to the desert. That doesn't make sense. But Philip gets up, and he goes down to the desert. When he gets there, he's in the desert. He arose and he went. There's a man from Ethiopia. And not just any man, it was a eunuch. And a eunuch was a man of great authority. He was that high, he was the treasurer to the queen of Ethiopia. We know the story. And he's traveling along there. He was coming from Jerusalem, headed south, headed back home. He was in Jerusalem, worshiping. 
And we have in verse 28, he was returning and sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. So he's sitting in his chariot reading away. And the spirit says unto Philip, go near and join thyself to the chariot. So when I think of a chariot, I think of a wagon of some sort being pulled by horses. Now at this stage, I don't know if he was galloping. They say that at some point, they, the rider would tell that allow his horses to walk more at a leisurely pace. Either way, the spirit says to Philip, hey, catch up to the chariot. I have a, I have a mission for you. So Philip goes up to the chariot and draws near. And what do we see in verse 30? And Philip ran hither to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. So he hears him reading from Isaiah the prophet. He recognized it. And what did he say? He turned to the eunuch, hey, do you know what you're reading? And the eunuch's response is the first step in the conversion process. It's exactly what you did when you went to your parents or whoever and said, I want to become a Christian. How does the eunuch respond? Um, how can I understand except a man guide me? He recognized he didn't have it within himself. When you went to your mom and dad, you recognized, hey, I need help here. I'm under conviction. The rest of us, can we think back to that moment when we had the conviction and we said, somebody, I, I need help. And that's when we said, I want to become a Christian, but I don't know how. That is how we have the eunuch responding here. And it is beautiful. We are sinners. He was under conviction, or he didn't understand what he was reading. He was intrigued by this prophet Isaiah. But he said, I, I don't got it within me. I need help. There is power in saying we are wrong or we need help. And that is the first step in the repentance process. I need help. Mom and dad, how can I do this? It's beautiful. That is how Jesus can start to work. All right, so we have eunuch say, the eunuch saying that. Philip then, in verse 32, the place of the scripture where he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shear, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare this generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Okay, so this is the passage of scripture that the eunuch was reading back in Isaiah. Okay. Verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. So Philip sat down beside him and said, this is what it means. This is what the prophet Isaiah was pointing ahead to the coming of Messiah, Jesus. And it all started clicking and making sense for the eunuch. When you went to your mom and dad, when we went to say, hey, I want to become a Christian, I need help. There was somebody to guide us through the process and say, you are under conviction. You need to go to Jesus. This is what he has done for you. And it's beautiful, and that's what Philip did with the eunuch here. And it doesn't say how long he rode on the chariot with him. Could have been for an extended period of time. We don't know. But Philip sat there and just expounded truth. Explained the salvation process. So they're driving along. As they went on their way, verse 36, they came into a certain water, 
And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Ah, he wants to be baptized. Now, somewhere through the process, Philip must have explained the baptism uh, to him. But they came to the water. He said, Hey, let's be baptized. However, there is something that needs to happen before baptism. You went to mom and dad. You went, we said, we need help. We said, we don't got it within ourselves. That's what the eunuch did. But before baptism, Philip says this in verse 37. If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And the eunuch responded, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. What do we see here before the baptism can happen? We need to believe. You went to mom and dad, and you knelt there, you prayed, and he said, yes, Jesus, I want you. I need you. I believe in you. That is a prerequisite to baptism. We recognize we're sinners. Then we say, yes, Jesus, I believe in you. Do you remember that moment? Back to that time you prayed? Do you remember back that far for some of us? We should. Yes, we said that prayer and we said, Jesus, I believe in you and I'm going to follow you. That is powerful. You saw you were a sinner and then you verbally recognize that you need Jesus. And the eunuch responds here and he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And backing up a little bit, Philip says, if thou believest what? With all thine heart. Through this time, we're still understanding everything that Jesus has in store for us and how he forgave us. That's why what happened after you went to your parents? They encourage you to read your Bible. Then you went through instruction class at church to guide you through that process. Do you believe it with all your heart? Do we believe it with all our heart? I believe. It's that simple. I believe. So, after that statement, he is now ready for baptism. Moving on into verse 38. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. The eunuch did, and they both went down to the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Wow. Baptism. Water baptism. What is this symbolizing? They went down to the river. Do you remember going through the instruction class, what the purpose of baptism is? Could you give me a half-page essay? We're not in school. I won't make you do that. There is power in a public statement. That is one of the reasons of baptism. You are going to kneel down soon, and there's going to be water poured over your head. Before that, you're going to say yes. You are going to make commitments and vows to Jesus in the presence of everybody here. We now heard you say that. You see, sometimes I have thoughts of, eh, it would be good to take donuts in for my students. But I don't verbalize those thoughts all the time. Because if I verbalize those thoughts, guess what? Two days later, hey, Mr. Weaver, you going to bring me donuts? 
The power of a public statement, when you say something out loud, you have people holding you accountable. That's one of the reasons of baptism, to keep you accountable. Another reason, it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. You said, I'm a sinner. You said, Jesus, I believe. And by this baptism process, it is a symbol of the Holy Spirit now coming upon you. And you have that Holy Spirit within you to nudge you and say, Alex, don't do that. Hans, you should be doing this. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is a symbol. So as, we, as you're baptized here in a couple minutes, think about that water symbolizing the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit coming upon you to give you guidance. So they went down to the river and he's baptized. Yes. Then what? He commanded the chariot to stand still. They went down. He was bab and he baptized him. Verse 39. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Okay, so Philip and the eunuch come out of the water, and all of a sudden, what happens? Philip is gone. I, if I was the eunuch, I don't know what I would do in the moment. Look around, this is strange. But what does, what does the eunuch do? One word. He rejoices. There was something in the power of the baptism that he went away from in that a changed man. He was rejoicing. That's what I want you to take away from tonight. Yeah, it's a little scary to stand up in front of everybody. You'd probably rather not be doing it. But as you think back to this night, I want you to go away from here with an attitude of rejoicing. Jesus has changed me. I have the Holy Spirit. This should be the description of the Christian life. Can you think back to your baptism? I'm kind of talking to the four sitting up here on the bench. But your baptism, can you think back to that night, that day? Does it give you a sense of joy as you remember the symbolic act of the Holy Spirit coming upon you? That should be a joyous thought. Luke 15, 10 says, The angels rejoice in heaven when a person becomes a Christian. We need to rejoice when we think about what Jesus has done for us. We are sinners. We say, I believe. We're baptized. And that should send us into a life of rejoicing. Because Satan's going to come back and say, Sierra, are you, are you really a Christian? You don't know what you're doing. Faith, you need to get your act together. The Satan will do that. He's going to come back and try to bring those lies. Don't listen to him. Think back to this night. The Holy Spirit is with you. Jesus has forgiven you. Go live with joy. Remember that. Going back to the Philip being nudged by the Holy Spirit. Us older, more mature Christians. If we're listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, we can be a tool in taking in helping somebody accept Christ. If Philip would have said, no, I'm staying here in Jerusalem. There's more people here. 
he would have never had this experience with the eunuch. Brothers and sisters, are we in tune with the Holy Spirit? Are we looking for those opportunities, the gentle nudgings that come? Listen to that still, small voice. Refer uh, back, back to the baby. Philip and Deanna are treasuring these moments. It's joyful. We like to celebrate success. We like to post pictures of our newborn babies and success of our children. But do we get excited about this moment here? The eunuch went away from that night rejoicing, no matter that Philip left him. Do we rejoice? Brothers and sisters, I, a night like this, we should be jumping up and down with excitement. These young souls should see we are so excited more than any other time. This is amazing. Let's rejoice. As we leave here tonight, as we talk to them, fill them with our joy. A new baby yes, has entered Christ's fold. And this is exciting. Let's rejoice. Because if we can rejoice, if we see God is working, that will help cast away Satan's doubts and Satan's lies that will come. God is working. So as we think about the story of Philip and the eunuch, what do we remember? When Philip went up beside him, he said, I need help to understand. We recognize that we're sinners. We need help. Then when he wanted to be baptized, what did Philip say to him? He said, you've got to believe first with all your heart. Simply saying, Jesus, I believe that you saved me. Then what? He was baptized. And as you kneel in a couple minutes again, think about it's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And you're making a public confession, a public statement. And we're all here listening. And we're all here going to back you up. We're here to keep you accountable. And as we go away from tonight, I trust that as we looked at the story of Philip and the eunuch, we leave here with rejoicing, joy, that new souls have entered Christ's fold. With that, remember. Alex, Hans, Sierra, Faith, this is a wonderful time. I am excited. Remember this night for the rest of your life. You are making commitments. And I can get a little excited up here. It's a joyful time, but it's also serious. Realize the seriousness of it. Stick to these commitments that you're going to make. And when Satan brings doubts your way, remember this night. And defy Satan's lies and thoughts with, I'm sinner. Jesus, I believe you. I've been baptized. I have the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to rejoice. Go rejoice that Jesus has saved you. God bless you. In January of 2019, I felt the Lord was calling me to give my life to him. Felt guilty and knew I was a sinner and needed a savior. I talked to my dad and he led me to Christ. My desire is to live for Jesus and serve him. 
Favorite verse is Joshua 1 9. I have not have I have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. The Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Please pray for me as I go through as I go through my relationship with Christ. Alex, I am truly blessed to have you for my son. I'm thankful that God gave me to you, gave you to us. I'm proud of you for the decision that you made to serve Christ and to accept him as your savior. <clears throat> Continue to look to the Lord Jesus for strength and direction, for his will, direction, and, and, and uh, read his word, get to know him personally so you can know him more intimately as your heavenly father. I want to always be here for you and to encourage you as you walk this journey. Brother Alex, do you believe in one true eternal and almighty God who is the creator and preserver of all visible and invisible things? Do you believe in Jesus Christ as the only begotten Son of God, that he is the only Savior of mankind, that he died upon the cross, gave himself a ransom for our sins, that through him we might have eternal life? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Ghost, which proceeds from the Father and the Son, that he is an abiding comforter, sanctifies the hearts of men, and guides them into all truth? I do. Are you truly sorry for your past sins, and are you willing to renounce Satan, the world, and all the works of darkness and your own carnal will and sinful desires. I am. And do you promise by the grace of God and the aid of the Holy Spirit to submit yourself to Christ and his word and faithfully to abide in the same until death? I do. Is it your desire to become a member of the Waterworks Congregation and to become one with us and to live in harmony with the word of God and the guidelines of the congregation? Yes. Okay, you can receive kneel for water baptism.
brother Hans and Jim. I became Christian when I was six. I became Christian on October 16 of 2020. As Michael Booker spoke on salvation, God's Spirit convicted me, and I understood that I have sinned. I am committed to serve Him faithfully, and I thank God for the peace that He has put in my heart. My favorite verse is Joshua 1:9. Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. But the Lord thy God is with thee, wheresoever thou goest. Please pray for me as I grow in my walk with Him. Hans, I bless you. When you were born into this world, it's impossible for me to put into words how it blessed your mother and I. And it is impossible for me to put into words how it blessed your mother and I when you got off of that bench and knelt right here at the altar and gave your life to Jesus Christ. I'd like to echo what John said and what Lester said, but I'd like to add one word. I have no greater joy than to hear, and I'd like to add, see that my children walk in truth. And it's just been a blessing to see, and like Gerald said, I'm just here to stand beside you, with you. God bless you. in one true, eternal, and almighty God, who is the creator and preserver of all visible and invisible things. I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ as the only begotten Son of God, that he is the only Savior of mankind, that he died upon the cross and gave himself a ransom for our sins, that through him we might have eternal life? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Ghost, which proceeds from the Father and the Son, and that he is an abiding comforter, who sanctifies the hearts of men and guides us into all truth? Are you truly sorry for your past sins and are you willing to renounce Satan, the world, and all the works of darkness and your own carnal will and sinful desires? I am. Do you promise by the grace of God and the aid of his Holy Spirit to submit yourself to Christ and his word and faithfully to abide in the same until death? I Is it your desire to become a member of the Waterworks congregation and become one with us to live in harmony with the word of God and the guidelines of the congregation? You can kneel for water baptism.
and Andrew. I became a part of God's family on September 27, 2018. God has helped me become more patient and cheerful. He also helps me understand what I read in the Bible. One of my favorite Bible verses is Psalm 31:10. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Please pray for me as I continue to follow the Lord. Well, it has certainly been a blessing to our hearts and our home that when Sierra became a Christian, and it's been an encouragement to see the growth in her life and. I just want to bless you. Not, not every day will be easy. There's some tough choices, but Jesus first in your thoughts and prayers. Bless you. Sister Sierra, do you believe in one true, eternal, and almighty God who is the creator and preserver of all visible and invisible things? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ as the only begotten Son of God? that he is the only savior of mankind, that he died upon the cross and gave himself a ransom for our sins, that through him we might have eternal life. I do. do you believe in the Holy Ghost, which proceeds from the Father and the Son, that he is an abiding comforter who sanctifies the hearts of men and guides us into all truth? I do. Are you truly sorry for your past sins and are you willing to renounce Satan, the world and the works of darkness and your own carnal will and sinful desires? Do you promise by the grace of God and the aid of the Holy Spirit to submit yourself to Christ and his word and to faithfully abide in the same until death? Is it your desire to become a member of the Myerstown Mennonite Church and to become one with us to live in harmony with the word of God and the guidelines of this congregation? Yes. Okay, you can kneel to be baptized. I became a Christian on July 6, 2020. I felt God's calling me, God's calling in my life through church messages. Since I became a Christian, I feel peace and joy. I am thankful to have Jesus helping me through life. 
I want to be faithful witness for him and tell others about him. One of my favorite verses is Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord your God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Thank you for all your prayers as I continue my Christian walk with God. Well, faith has been a tremendous blessing in our family. Uh, sweet and bubbly part of our family. Always be counted on to share, have a fair share of humor and share in the fun. She has a sensitive and caring heart. It has been a blessing to see her response to the Spirit's call in her life. And her desire to do what is right has been evident. And it's our prayer that she would continue in her walk with the Lord and keep her eyes fixed upon Jesus as he gives her direction through life. Also that she would just hunger, continue to hunger and thirst for righteousness and develop a strong hatred for sin. And keep her gentle and soft heart open for the things of God. God bless you, Faith. Sister Faith, do you believe in one true, eternal, and almighty God who is the creator and preserver of all visible and invisible things? Do you believe in Jesus Christ as the only begotten Son of God, that he is the only Savior of mankind, that he died upon the cross and gave himself a ransom for our sins, that through him we might have eternal life? Do you believe in the Holy Ghost, which proceeds from the Father and the Son, that he is an abiding comforter who sanctifies the hearts of men and guides us into all truth? Are you truly sorry for your past sins and are you willing to renounce Satan, the world, and the works of darkness and your own carnal will and sinful desires? Do you promise by the grace of God and the aid of the Holy Spirit to submit yourself to Christ and his word and faithfully to abide in the same until death? Is it your desire to become a member of the Myerstown Mennonite Church and to become one with us and to live in harmony with the word of God and the guidelines of this congregation? Okay, you can kneel to be baptized.
Okay, this time we're going to uh, have a prayer of dedication. I'm going to ask the class to come and kneel, and Jim's going to come and, and have the prayer, and the congregation can stand. Alex, Hans, Sierra, Faith, I have great confidence in all of you, and I'm, I'm excited for what God is going to do in each one of your individual lives in building his kingdom. So serve him faithfully. The Christian life is not necessarily the easiest life, but it is by far the best life. There is no better life to live than the Christian life. It's full of purpose, it's full of joy, and it's full of satisfaction. And there's, there's nothing can uh, take the place of being able to go to sleep at night with a clear conscience and knowing that if we die, we're gonna be in the presence of God and that we are safe in, in his love. And so I just want to bless each one of you and encourage you to serve him faithfully. Thank you for coming, each one of you. I'm asking the, the, the class is going to stay up here afterwards. I want to encourage you to come and wish them the Lord's blessing for, so the traffic flows properly. Let's come down the sender aisle or that aisle and use that aisle to, for dismissal so where traffic is flowing this way. So make sure you come and, and wish them the Lord's blessing. Thank you so much for being here. It's been, been a blessing. Thank you, Zachary, for the message, and uh, trust that it's been a, a joyful occasion for each one of us. Let's stand for a prayer to dismissal. Lord, I thank you for this joyous occasion this evening, and I thank you for even that in, in uh, this late time in history, you are still calling people into your kingdom and people are hearing and responding to that call. 
And I thank you for these four lives who have committed themselves to you. Just help us as believers, Lord, to encourage them and to, to be there for them when, there's, when there may be questions or, or what have you, that we would be a, a blessing to them as they have been already a blessing to us. I just pray that you would use them in a mighty way in building your kingdom. I thank you for their parents, their aunts and uncles, and their grandparents, and other, their school teachers who have been so influential in their lives and who have had a small part uh, of investment in, in uh, what we're seeing tonight. And so I just thank you for that and, and just pray that each one of us would continue to be faithful in sharing the gospel. I ask, Lord, that as we leave here tonight, that your grace, your mercy, your peace would be our portion, that you would protect us as we travel on these dangerous highways. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You're dismissed.